0: well good morning my name is john i'm the lead pastor and i'm so glad that you're able to join us this morning uh whenever you're joining us or wherever you are joining us uh so do you remember elementary school uh i don't know about you but elementary school was one of the first times i learned lots of things uh, but it was one of the first times that i learned that like there's a real pecking order in life uh that you know there's some kids that get really great grades and some kids that don't get as good of grades. Uh, there's some kids that are really fast and strong and some kids that are a little bit slower and less coordinated. Uh, there's some kids that have really fancy name-brand clothes and there's some kids that don't have as fancy of clothes. There are some kids that are considered to be really cute or pretty and some that are considered to be not as cute and pretty. And so as a kid, I mean, you do whatever you can to be able to try to get to that top ladder. You know, you wanna be at the top echelon, you know, you wanna be at the top of the pecking order because you believe that if you were to get there, then that would make you happy. And as adults, it just kinda of continues, doesn't it? Cause I mean, there's there's some adults that have really big, fancy houses and some that have smaller, simpler houses. Uh, there's Some people that have big, you know, important jobs with great big paychecks and there's others with, you know, Meager jobs with meager paychecks. Uh, there's some people that have kids that behave really, really well in seemingly every scenario. And there's others who have kids that seem like they're always just running around and chaotic. There's some people who have social media followings that, you know, they, they can post anything, it seems like. I mean, they put any picture out there and they're just getting all kinds of likes and all kinds of hearts. And other people, well, we post things and it just seems like we're not getting any likes and we're not getting any hearts. Uh, there's a Writer and author I like named Andy Stanley, and he talks about that we all live in what he calls the land of err. Uh, that we all want to be faster and we want to be taller, uh, you know, we want to be more successful and intellectual and, you know, more hair er. And we believe that if we were to able to get those things, then that would make us happy. Uh, that would be the key to success. And so, so many of us work our whole lives trying to achieve those things, you know, trying to get to that relationship status, trying to get to that, you know, job place, that education place, that level of attractiveness. And we believe that if we ever got there, then that would be the secret of happiness. We just keep working and working and working and it's exhausting and it's tiring. And what I have found is that many times, uh, I don't always feel like I'm there at all. And so instead, I wanna be there, and so it forces me to do some things that I'm not all that proud of. Uh, first of all, uh, it can cause me to be pretty, just kind of braggadocious, because there's some things in my life that I am proud of, and so I wanna make sure that everyone knows those things, because if everyone knows those things, then maybe they'll think that I'm really great and important and that I should be you know, at the, at the top of the pecking order. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had an area in the back of our yard that was a garden and it was terrible, we were just, we're not very good gardeners at all. Uh, and so we decided we were gonna make it into a sandbox for our kids. And so we worked all day long Saturday to turn it from a garden into a sandbox. And as a part of that, we got two tons of sand delivered that we had to move into the sandbox. And I told lots of people that story because they'd ask me, hey, what'd you do over the weekend? And that's what I would tell them about. Let me tell you, every time I told that story, I emphasize the idea that we had two tons of sand delivered and I had to wheelbarrow all that sand and I had to shovel all that sand because I wanted people to think that I'm strong, uh, that I work hard, uh, that I do big things in the name of my kids because if that's what they saw about me then maybe they would think that you know maybe I'm you know one of those top tier cool kids on the playground Uh, or sometimes what it can do is it can make me want to lie uh, or at least embellish the truth. Uh, it's interesting uh, as a pastor, there's a, there's a joke that goes along with preachers sometimes where people will call, uh, they call it preacher math, uh, that if you get a bunch of preachers together and you ask them, hey, how big is your church, You know, how many people did you have at church on Sunday morning, uh, how many people came to this event, there's a tendency among preachers to try to inflate the number a little bit, to, to, to maybe round the number up, uh, to make it seem like it's a little bit bigger than what it really was because there's a part of me, maybe there's a part of you that wants to take the things that I've done and just make them seem a little bit shinier, a little bit nicer, a little bit more important so that way people will be impressed with me and they will think that I'm one of the, one of the great ones, uh, one, of the, one of the cool ones. Uh, or sometimes what it can make me do is it makes me hide. Uh, it makes me take the things that I I don't want other people to see and make sure that nobody sees them. Uh, My faults, my failures, uh, the things that I don't like about myself. I try to make sure that I just always show my strengths and not show my weaknesses. Uh, This past week, I was looking back at uh, some of my social media pictures that I've posted, and it's amazing. I mean, there's so many pictures that uh, I've posted maybe here the same way where, you know, for that picture I posted, there was another like 10, 15 that we also took that didn't make the cut. You know, someone wasn't looking quite right, you know, the smile wasn't quite right, or, and then you know, even the picture that we did post, we cropped it and we filtered it. And then uh, I know the story behind a lot of the pictures that we've taken, and there's numerous pictures on our Facebook where you know it's, it's a holiday or it's a vacation, and I can tell you what happened right before that picture or right after. You know, Ashley and I were you know arguing with each other, or our kids were crazy, or we were you know yelling, and it just, the whole world was chaotic. But somehow we were able to rally, and that picture at least looked good, and that's what we showed the world. And there's no way. would ever tell people about that argument or whatever else that happened right before there Uh, or maybe the worst thing that i can do is that uh, i can try to make myself feel better by comparing myself to the people around me Uh, and it's interesting uh, i can do it really both ways Uh, so when it comes to something like possessions uh, i can look at the vehicle i drive and if i see someone who's driving a vehicle that doesn't seem as nice as mine, then I can think, you know, oh, you know, I, I must be better somehow because look at the, the, the nice vehicle that I get to drive, you know, compared to yours. But then I see someone who has a much better car than mine and I think, oh, you, you just must be, you know, all image obsessed and you must be greedy, you know, and so I'm better than you because I'm not obsessed with that kind of stuff. And I can so easily make up a scenario about other people that brings them down so that it makes me feel better about myself because I believe that if I can feel better about myself, if I can be somehow one of the cool kids on the playground, then that is the secret to happiness, to be cool, to be important, to to be good looking, to be funny, to be athletic, to be that person that I feel like I wanna be and I wanna make sure that everyone else knows. And how about you? Can you relate to any of those? Uh, Do you ever have the the tendency to brag about yourself and to make sure that other people know how great you are? Do you ever have the tendency to exaggerate the truth a little bit? Uh, Do you ever hide the things that you want to make sure that no one else sees? Or do you ever compare yourself to other people? And as uh, followers of Jesus, or maybe people that are considering becoming followers of Jesus, we believe that there is a way better way to live. Uh, For the last few weeks and for the next many, many weeks going forward, we're gonna be looking at Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. Uh, And in this sermon, Jesus is talking about, here's the way that he wants followers of him to live. Here's how Jesus, this is his like school of how the best way to live as a human being, if you most wanna be happy in life, if you most wanna be blessed, if you most wanna really live what he calls eternal life right here on earth, Jesus describes, here's what it looks like in this sermon. But the interesting thing is we've talked about for the last few weeks is it's many times a very counterintuitive very countercultural, very upside down way to live and today we're talking about that jesus says that the secret of happiness instead of trying to be the the coolest kid on the playground instead of trying to impress everybody that the way to happiness the way to a blessed life he says is to be meek uh, jesus says that blessed are the meek because the meek will inherit the earth. And do you know what the meek are? Uh, The meek are the the lowly. Uh, The meek are the humble. Uh, The meek are people that don't feel the need to brag about themselves to everybody else. Meek are people that don't exaggerate the truth. Uh, Meek are people that instead of hiding the things about themselves, they are actually incredibly vulnerable and open with their failures and their faults and their doubts. And meek are people that don't compare themselves to other people, but instead encourage other people. Uh, We've been uh, reading a, a book with our elder team, uh, myself and the elders, called The Emotionally Healthy Church. Uh, Some of you have maybe been a part of uh, our class Emotionally Healthy Spirituality or Emotionally Healthy Relationships. If you haven't, then maybe you could take those in the future. We just love these courses. We think that they just give such good tips and tricks about how to live this Jesus upside down way of living. Uh, And we're reading this book about how we can really lead this as leaders and how we can really embody this as a whole church Uh, and in a a chapter uh, he talks about the idea of being vulnerable uh, of being meek Uh, and he compares the kind of two ways of living that there's one way where we live trying to be important trying to be proud uh, and there's another way where we live meek and vulnerable Uh, and he kind of lays these out side by side and I just want to give you a couple of these examples he says that here's what a proud person looks like A proud person is guarded and protective uh, about their imperfections and their flaws, doesn't want anyone else to know. But a meek person is transparent and weak. Uh, A proud person focuses on the positive, strong, successful parts of themselves. But the meek person is aware uh, of their weak, needy, limited parts of who they are, and they freely admit failure. Uh, People that that are proud are highly offendable and defensive but people that are meek are approachable and are open to input. Is there anything that you see in me that I need to fix? I want to know Uh, people that are proud, naturally focus first on the flaws and mistakes and the sins of others. But people that are meek are aware of their own brokenness. They have compassion and they are slow to judge others. Uh, People that are proud uh, give their opinion a lot, even when they're not asked. But people that are, are broken, Uh, are slow to speak and quick to listen. Uh, People that are proud don't get close to other people. They often don't have a lot of close friends. But people that are meek uh, are open and soft and curious about other people. Uh, People that are proud keep people from really getting to see what is going on on the inside. But people that are meek delight in showing vulnerability and weakness so that Christ's power may be seen. Uh, It says people that are proud like to control most situations. People that are meek uh, can trust other people. Uh, People that uh, are proud uh, have to be right in order to feel strong and good. But people that are meek uh, understand that it's okay to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Uh, People that are proud often blame others. But people that are meek take responsibility for themselves. Uh, People that are proud hold grudges and rarely ask for forgiveness. But people that are meek don't hold other people in debt and are able to ask others for forgiveness as needed. Uh, People that are meek uh, are often offended and write people off. But people that are meek, uh, when they are offended, they ask questions and they explore what happened and try to put the relationship back together. Uh, When people uh, are proud, uh, they deny or avoid or withdraw from painful realities. And people that uh, are meek honestly look at the truth underneath the surface even when it hurts. Uh, People that are proud uh, have the right to prove, have to prove that I am right uh, when they are wronged. But people that are meek can let things go. Uh, People that are proud uh, are demanding, but people that are meek, Uh, assert myself respectfully and kindly. Uh, And lastly, people that uh, are proud are highly self-conscious and concerned about how other people perceive me. How do I stack up here on the playground? But people that are meek are more aware of God and others than the impression that they are making. They are more concerned about other people than they are about themselves. Uh, There's a campaign that was going around uh, a a little while ago. And to be honest, I don't know that much about the campaign. I just really like the slogan. Uh, And the slogan was, I am third. Uh, And the idea behind it was that when it comes to who's the most important person, uh, that Jesus is the most important person. Other people are next. And then finally is me. That when I walk in somewhere, I'm not most concerned about what I need and what I want and what other people are going to think about me. But I'm most concerned about what's god doing here and what are other people and how can i love and serve them how can i put other people in front of myself Uh, i want to look quickly at a story of jesus this is from uh, mark chapter 10 and uh if you know jesus i mean jesus was constantly trying to do this. Uh, constantly Jesus was constantly trying to kind of flip the grid on here's who's the most important. I mean, Jesus came into a world where it was, you know, here's the most important uh, race, here's the most important gender, uh, you know, if you have these kind of spiritual accomplishments, then obviously you're the most important, you know. If you have these this kind of wealth, if you have this kind of land, uh, then you're obviously the most important. And Jesus was always trying to flip the script on that. He was always trying to reverse engineer here's who the most important people are are and say it's a way more of a level playing field and we are all even in God's sight Uh, and and, in Mark chapter 10 Jesus has a couple great examples of this Uh, there's a time where uh, they brought some kids to Jesus and Jesus disciples were like whoa like Jesus doesn't have time to be spending time with little kids I mean he needs to spend time with big important people you know do you know who Jesus is and Jesus like no 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 kids are exactly who I want to spend time with uh, and then there's a the guy who's a, called a rich young ruler. So he's, he's a ruler and he's rich and just like, everybody's like, wow, obviously this is the kind of guy that Jesus is gonna want as his follower. But Jesus tells the guy, actually, uh, you need to give away everything you have because it's gonna be way easier for you to follow me if you give away all your riches. Y- your money, all your riches, all the things that you think are making you important will actually get in the way of you becoming a total follower of me. Uh, and Jesus' disciples are, you know, and all of his followers were listening to all these things that Jesus says. And uh, like maybe many of us, I think a lot of them were like, "Okay, yeah, that, that sounds nice. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, kids are important. You know, yeah, maybe being riches and all, you know, all that. And you know, we should love people, and we should be generous, and we shouldn't strive to always be the most important person around. Uh, and that all sounds good. But I think there's another part of them. Like there's a part of us that's like, okay, I, I want to do all that Jesus stuff, but I." i still really believe those lessons i learned on the playground i still really believe that like the secret to happiness is like attractiveness and and money and and stuff and and power and job and, and that i want all that stuff and if i can fit jesus into that then that will be good too and jesus wants to drive us to i think just a way deeper and more radical reality to that And Jesus' disciples had heard all these things that Jesus had taught, this new way to live, and they still weren't really getting it. This is what it says in uh, uh, Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 35. It says, then James and John, who were two of Jesus' disciples, uh, they were the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Jesus, we have have a favor we want you to do for us. Uh, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you, he asked, and they replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. Uh, like, hey, Jesus, we got this idea that you're, you're gonna be a king, you're gonna be a messiah, and you're gonna have some sort of a kingdom. We don't know exactly what that's gonna look like, but somehow it's gonna be important, it's gonna be powerful, and whatever that is, hey, could we like have the two most powerful positions? Like, yeah, you're gonna be in charge, but like, can we be like, you know, number one and two in charge of everything else? Uh, and I don't know about you, but like, I've said that kind of a prayer before of, Hey, hey Jesus, like, hey, can you do me a favor? Here's what I want, like, I, I want you to make me great. I, I want you to make me powerful. Uh, Hey, is there a way that you could really just make me, you know, uh, know, uh, can you make this sermon really good and really funny and, you know, that way people will will like me and they'll think I'm smart? Uh, Is there a way that, you know, when people see me, you know, out in public, you know, that they will think that, I mean, that guy's really respectable and that guy's a great dad, you know? Hey, is there a way that you can somehow give me enough money so that I can, you know, do all these projects around my house? You know, is there a way that you can help me get this promotion? Is there a way, is there a way that somehow you can make me great and what I've determined to be great. Uh, and Jesus says, hey, I, I do want to make you great. And I do want you to be happy. But then Jesus is going to lay out a different way of what that looks like. Uh, it says, when the 10 heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. They, they were so mad that they, that James and John would have the audacity to ask this question. Hey, is there a way that we can be the greatest? And I think what made them so mad is not that James and John asked it, but that James and John asked it first because they all wanted to be the greatest. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. You, say, you know how it works on the playground. People are always trying to work to be the best. People are always trying to work to be the greatest. And and if you, you become the cool kid, if you become the most important, then you want to make sure that everyone else knows that you are better than them. And Jesus says, but not so with you. I want you to live different. I want you to live in this new upside down kingdom. And here's how. He says, instead, Whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man do not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many." Jesus, says, here, here's the way that I want, if you want to be great, here's the way. is It's not trying to become better and better and better, but it's trying to become more of a servant, more of a servant, more of a servant. It's walking into a room and instead of saying, all right, how can I make sure that everyone in this room likes me, thinks I'm great? How can I walk into a room and how can I meet the needs? How can I serve the other people that are here? How can I become meek? Back uh, before COVID, uh, there was a, an event happening downtown. It was like a big press conference. And uh, we got invited to, uh, I got invited to come to this press conference. And I was so excited because, I mean, there's going to be lots of important people there, you know, government officials, business leaders. And I thought, you know, man, this is going to be a place where I'm going to rub shoulders with all them, you know, and then I'm going to be there. And everyone will think that I'm really important too. And then they said, they, they clarified They said, I hey, want you to come and like, hey, we heard that you as a church, you have a popcorn machine. Would you be willing to come and make popcorn for us? And I was like, I, that's not what I want to do. Uh, I, I want to come and like be on stage. I want to talk, I want to be one of the important people. Like I, I felt in that moment, like yeah, I, I'm too good to just to be in the background making popcorn. And, and sometimes in our families, in our business, uh, in church, uh, in our communities, We get asked to do things that we feel like, yeah, I I, want to do the thing that's going to really make me look great. But is there a way that we can intentionally ask to do the things that are the the humble, the the meek, uh, the servant thing? Uh, Another place this comes in is uh, just in my family. Uh, Just about every Sunday, we have some sort of a conversation about, hey, what does the weekend look like? And everyone will give their schedules, you know, and I have my schedule and my things I want to get done, and my wife has hers, and my son has his, and my daughter has hers. And we all kind of lay it out. And my tendency is to think, okay, we all have our stuff going on, but like, I mean, come on, like, obviously mine is the most important like obviously you know the things i got to get done this week are the the mo it, if all you guys get yourself done that's great too and i'll try to help when i can but like hey the most important is that i get my things done and maybe what i need to do is instead of saying hey how, how can i get my things done first how can i make sure that other people's things get done how can i make sure that maybe someone else is getting their needs met before mine uh, how can we become meek? How can we become servants? And for you, well, what I would love for you to do is to think through the places that you go uh, in your week, uh, your home. How can you serve? How can you be meek? How can you forgive? Uh, how can you find ways to, to be lowly, not, you know, the most important in your house this week? Uh, in your office, you know, I, instead of you know sitting there thinking, you know, hey, I hope my idea comes across. I hope you know the bo- boss really likes my, my thing. Uh, I hope you know I get a raise. I hope I get a compliment. How can you really go out of your way to make sure that someone else gets a compliment? You know, to really push someone else's success instead of yours. Uh, When it comes to your friendships, uh, when it comes to the people that you walk by this week, are there people that you regularly think like, all right, here's the people that are really important that I wanna make sure that I impress, and here's the people that's like, "Man, I I walk past that person every day, but like, I mean, they don't don't matter. They're not an important person. How can you lift up someone else? Are the people that you compare yourselves to? How can you find ways to encourage and support and love them? Because Jesus says the more we lean into that, that that is the secret to being blessed and to being happy. Uh, And as always, Jesus models that. Uh, Jesus models that with his own life. I mean, he came from the splendor of heaven to live here on earth as a servant, uh, to live a very meager existence, to often be homeless, to often be oppressed, and to eventually be killed on a cross. And he did that because he wanted to live a meek, humble, servant life. He said that even the Son of God didn't come to be served, but to serve. And he did that because I believe that he was living the best eternal life possible, and he wants us to follow in his footsteps. So as we take communion today, let's take some time to remember Jesus and his love and to follow in that servant lifestyle. Let's take the bread together. Take the juice. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you for the chance we have to be able to follow you and to serve you. Help us to be meek. Help us not to always just work to be the most impressive, to be the most braggadocious, to make other people be amazed by our accomplishments and to hide the things that we don't want other people to see. But help us to live this different way where we freely admit Here's the ways in which I've blown it. Here's the parts about me that I don't like as much. To brag about other people uh, and to not compare ourselves, but instead to encourage and serve and lift other people up. And help us to do this in your name, amen. Love you guys, we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for joining us for church today. We are so glad that you came. We hope you found it helpful to join in on the chat, uh, focus on God and spend time learning together. We believe that church is not just a building and it's certainly not just a Sunday thing. We wanna become more like Jesus every day. And there are a couple things that we can do to help us grow in that journey with Jesus. One being our next steps email. If you are already on our email list, you'll be receiving that shortly if not um, it will be posted on the facebook page in just a little bit this email has steps um, for questions to ask yourself and others as well as prayers to pray throughout the week and activities Um, it's a great tool to continue that journey of what we've already been talking about this week another thing that you can do our leaders would love to know how we can help you take whatever next step you're ready for Um, You can fill out the connect card, which is at the top of the screen at any time and let us know any questions, prayer requests, anything we can help you with. We would love to um, come alongside you in that. Um, Also, like I said, church is not just a building. It's a community of people and we want to be here for each other. So if anything comes up in your week, please let us know. Do not hesitate to connect with us. We would love to hear from you, pray with you and help in whatever way we can. So we hope to see you next week. Join us at 10.30 for our service. Um, If you want to get on a little bit earlier at 10.10, we'll have a chat going with some fun questions to get to know each other. And we hope to see you there. Have a great week.